Heflins. And oh my word, I have been sitting here impatiently for the last five minutes waiting for the longest, loudest train to go by. As soon as I had everything set up and ready to go, choo-choo, train starts going by. So I'm like, well, you know, I should probably wait. It's probably not very professional to have a train going by. And then there was also a dog barking in the background. So I'm sitting and I'm waiting and I'm sitting and then I'm like, what is going on? (sighs) Thankfully, I had the internet to keep me company and no unexpected visitors came to see me during that time. So I didn't have to have my, uh, work interrupted immediately. (laughs) I have heard from quite a number of people that they rather enjoyed the Cotton Eye Joe incident. (laughs) So, you know, you're welcome. I'm glad I could provide that entertainment for you. I truly hope not to have to relive any moments like that, but if I do, I promise to be brave and live podcast it again. (laughs) So it's a Thursday night. I'm recording this on a Thursday night and it's been a good day. I, let's see, what did I do? Oh yes. I, um, we had art class today. We had homeschool art class and I came up with this But I'm not usually, I'm not really a very good problem solver at all. Like my friends, especially my best friend knows, if we have to figure out logistics for something, which there's typically a lot of logistics when you have the number of kids between us that we do. So in the olden days of everyone being in car seats and stuff, you know, we'd be trying to figure out like how to get everyone to such and such, or if I'm helping her with this or she's helping her. And I would be like, you know what? My brain's going to explode. Just tell me. Just tell me what I need to do. And she would always be like, okay, so my car seats will do this and then you'll do this. And then she, she can figure it out. Like she can cut straight to the solution. I have to take a little bit more of a roundabout way usually, but I have my moments. I have sometimes these rare strokes of genius. And one, I had one of those earlier this month on the evening before our first homeschool art class. So Over the summer, my kids had the opportunity to take, uh, or not take, um, they had the opportunity to go to art camp because there is an art studio in our little town that I feel so lucky that we have discovered. Like, I would be super sad if I discovered that this thing existed, you know, years from now. So, uh, but we discovered there's an art studio right downtown and that in the summer they do art camp. And so for for a week, they went every day from, I can't remember now what it was, it was several hours, three hours maybe, to at least two hours, three hours, anyway, every day for a week, unpainted. And the art that they were bringing home was so incredible. And I'm not just saying that because I'm their mom, <laughs> but like, Truly, when I signed them up for this art camp, I thought, you know, this will be good. It'll get them out of the house. But I I really expected them to come home with, and all three of them were going, I really expected them to produce like five identical like um, sips and strokes <laughs> style paintings. You know what I'm talking about? Like 
those paint nights when moms get together and they paint like flip flops on a beach, you know, or like, <laughs> um, uh, like, I don't know, a pumpkin, whatever. We're not talking about art. We're talking about painting, you know? So I totally expected them to come home with five identical <laughs> paintings. And what they actually produced was like real art. And I was super impressed. So, so impressed. So, of course, I was thrilled when they came up um, or when the um, studio owner came up with the idea to offer. She was already offering after school art classes. But when she said, hey, if, if there's enough interest, you know, I'll do a homeschool art class. And I was like, yes, sign us up. So we had the first one of those two weeks ago and the night before class, I was thinking, all right, well, what am I, what am I going to do while they're in class? Because it's only two hours and, you know, we live in the, we live sort of, you know, outside of town. So it's a 15 minute drive into town. And so if I'm going to do any errands, like uh, there's just not going to be, there's not even enough time to like go to the grocery store, shop, take it home, put it away, come back, you know? And so I was trying to figure out how to use my two hours wisely. And then the thought came to me. I was standing there in my room, like getting, like plugging my phone in, getting ready for bed. And I saw the box on my bedside table of the watercolor, like learn to paint watercolors kit that I had bought myself back in April for my birthday. And it had literally, like it came, I opened it. Oh, this is going to be so great. Closed it, put it on my bedside table, never touched it again. And this light bulb went off. I saw the box and I was like, oh my gosh, I could paint too. I could like sit in the corner and like put my earbuds in because you do it to a tutorial. You know, there's like a YouTube to paint along that goes with every, um, every little picture kit in this kit. I'm like, I could sit in the corner and I could drink coffee and I could do this thing and I could sit and I could be, and it's right there and it's an art studio and I could do it. And I was like so proud of myself that I came up with this idea. And so that's totally what I did. We got there for art class. The kids went over to their side of the room to do their thing. I went and sat in the opposite corner at the table, plugged my earbuds in, totally ignored them. And for two hours I painted and it was so awesome. I was like, I feel like I have totally unlocked a life hack here. Like I paid for my kids to come to art class and I got to do art class too, but no one talked to me or anything. Like it was great. (laughs) I drank my coffee and I painted and like my painting didn't totally suck. So it was great. So I was really looking forward to today because I was going to do the same thing. So, uh, I got... A late start, however, and then we were having, I was having connection issues with my phone and it took forever, ever, 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 ever for YouTube to load. And then, um, I'm wondering now if like when we did the other art class, we actually did it on Labor Day. So all the businesses downtown were closed. I'm wondering if today being a work day with everything open, if we were all competing for the same bandwidth, but anyway, YouTube took forever to open and then I got started and the first 20 minutes of it are warm-ups anyway where she's teaching you how to do the strokes that you're going to use and like a dummy I thought I guess I don't know how it works on my phone I thought that I could listen to what she was saying because I had already finished the step like I had practiced what she was saying so I thought I could like click away from watching the video and check something I was I don't know what I was going to do, but you know, distracted. And I clicked away and 
I could never get YouTube to load the video again. When I came back to it, I hit play and the scrolly, the scrolly scroll, the circling circle, just it's like the circling circle of devastation for like 15 minutes. And so finally at that point I was like, well, and now I'm out of time. So I'm just going to pack up, but you know what? It's okay because I have the next one to look forward to. But if you have grand visions of being able to do something fun and artsy, I totally recommend these boxes. And I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's tons of them. Cause it's like, you know, it's like one of these subscription box things, but it was super easy to order one box. And then as soon as it arrived and I made sure all the stuff was in it, I went back into my account and I, you know, paused or canceled the subscription or whatever. I didn't have any issues with that. So it wasn't spammy at all. It wasn't like I didn't get five more boxes and you know, anything like that. Um, and the girl is just totally delightful. Her name is Sarah and she's an excellent teacher and you paint along with her, um, on the YouTube thing. And it's just great. So if you, if you're interested in something like that, the one that I ordered that I liked was called let's make art and they have a Facebook page. They have, I'm sure an Instagram, I don't know. I haven't looked for it, but, um, let's make art. I think it's probably let's make art.com, something like that. But also the sweetest, I'm going to tell you this to warn you so that if you order one of these boxes, because no one warned me, I was not prepared. And so I had a moment when you open the box, um, the thing that's on top is you have a little box of paints and then there's a postcard and on the postcard, it had a lady's picture. And I was like, Oh, is this the, you know, is this the owner lady? No, it said, so-and-so is, you know, this, I'm going to pretend like her name was Susan. I can't remember. Susan is 56 and lives in, I'm making all, I'm making all these details up, but this is the lady's story. Susan is 56 and lives in San Bernardino, California with her two pet pugs. Susan loves painting flowers, pets, and cups of coffee. Susan recently lost her husband and we would like to, y'all, I think I might start crying while I'm telling this. (laughs) Susan recently lost her husband and we would like to use art to bring you know, a smile to Susan's face. Use this postcard, this pre-stamped, pre-addressed and, and like, uh, postage already applied, paint something on this postcard and stick it in the mail to Susan. Y'all, like I said, I'm about to cry just thinking about it. I saw that and I was like, that is the best idea ever. That is so sweet. I cannot believe this. Of course, I'm a total jerk and I got my kit in April and still haven't painted anything for Susan. But you know what? Maybe that's all in the Lord's timing. I don't know. (laughs) I needed to learn to paint more than one thing before I tried to paint Susan something. So Susan or whomever, whatever your name is, you will get your card from me eventually. And hopefully the day that you get it will be the day that you were supposed to get it. Okay. Anyway. Today was a good day because I got to go to art class and even though I didn't get to paint my painting, I did get to do some art practice and I got to watch my kids paint and that was really fun. So, um, everything pretty much went as expected from there. And now I'm here doing the thing that I've been looking forward to doing all day because I'm really excited about what I decided to talk about today. And it was prompted, I had already had it in my mind to do this. And then one of my friends at Bible study on Tuesday was like, I'm listening to all your episodes. And she said, I want to hear about journaling. I want to hear about your journaling. And so I was like, oh, 
it's a sign. I was already thinking about talking about journaling. So your wish is my command. So let's talk about journaling. Journaling. What about journaling? You know, what, what about it lens? Tell us more. Okay. Well, first of all, I would like to admit that I have in my possession at this moment in time, probably half a dozen empty journals (laughs) because I love books and I love planners and I love bound things and I love beautiful things and I love books that are like travel size and would just fit in your purse and look so cute and be right there and you could just pull them out anytime. Okay, I'm totally addicted to stuff like that. And it's just a really good thing that we don't have a real bookstore in my town because if we did, that's where I would go spend all my money. So I have like half a dozen journals that are just blank, you know, blank, blank lined pages sitting on a shelf in my house because I bought them with really great intentions to keep a journal. But I was kind of like, oh, I think another train is coming. (laughs) Hopefully it won't be a five minute train. Yep, there it is. Hello. Hopefully it won't be a five minute train again. Well, that was a really annoying horn. How rude. Um, sometime I should tell y'all about what I learned about train horns. Anyway, I have never successfully prior to this year actually started a journal because I was sort of paralyzed by not knowing how did I want to do it? Like, is it going to be daily? Is, you know, am I going to just tell like one important thing that happened or is it like, you know, keeping a running tally of, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I was paralyzed by the thought that I didn't know how to start or I didn't know how I wanted it to end. So I didn't know how to start. And, you know, you may have noticed this about me. (laughs) We're eight episodes in, um, you know, brevity is probably not a strength of mine. Can being concise also not a strength. Um, So like those, these little pages did not seem like enough room. And I didn't know, like, am I going to do this like narrative style? Am I going to tell a story? I don't know. So anyway, up until this year, I've been completely paralyzed by uh, not knowing how to start. And so all these journals have sat totally unused for all these years. I've even collected them. Like some of them I bought when I was overseas because I thought, oh, this is perfect. You know, I'm living overseas. I'm doing all these cool new things. I should write them down. No, never did but definitely did carry home the empty journals. So then, so what changed? Okay. Well, what changed was that two years ago, my grandmother, who was my, she was my grandma, which I get made fun of a lot because down here in the South, nobody has a grandma. They have Grandma, <laughs> me mall, mall, mall. <laughs> so, uh, grandma, granny, um, nobody has a grandma. <laughs> so people are like, Oh, your grandma, huh? Does your grandma have p- wear pajamas? You know, I'm like, very funny guys. <laughs> it's not my fault. She's from Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my grandma two years ago, my grandma, well, and my grandpa, both my grandma. Yes. I have a grandpa as well. Also, we don't have those in the South either. We have grandma, grandpa, you know, Grampy, Gramps, Grumpy, Peepaw, Pawpaw, no grandpas. So I'm the only one. I had a grandma and a grandpa. And 
two years ago, very tragically, both of them, their health started failing at basically the exact same time. They had each had a stroke within about three weeks of one another, and it was severe enough that that they couldn't live um, independently anymore. And so the task of cleaning out their house started, and it was brought to my attention at that point in time that my grandma had been journaling since 1959, okay? And she had... been buying the same journals, the same format of a journal since 1959. And I was just amazed. I was totally amazed because like, think of how hard it is to start a habit and keep up with it. Even just, you know, from, from day to day or week to week or month to month. But the idea that my grandma's entire life from 1959 to I'm trying to remember what the last year was that she had. She, I think that she stopped journaling in 2016, if I'm remembering correctly, um, which was just the year before um, her health failed. And I'm just like, I was so amazed. And so obviously I asked my, my mom like, okay, oh, I should finish this part of the story. So... I made the discovery that she'd been journaling because we were having to decide what of their things were we going to keep, store, move with them to assisted living, et cetera. And so I believe at that point in time, my mom, like, and my grandma entrusted my mom with this collection of journals. Okay. So I um, didn't say anything about them again until after my grandma passed. So when grandma passed in November, obviously at that point in time, I you know, was thinking you spend all that time after, after you lose someone thinking about all the things that you wish that you would talk to them about or ask them about, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I remembered these journals and I was, and so I asked my mom, you know, can I read grandma's journals? And so she gave me the first one, 1959. And, um, and so now I'm, I'm reading grandma's journals. So 1959, um, I read it like, in a month or something, you know, I really, I just absolutely devoured it. It was so fascinating to me. I love reading accounts. I mean, historical accounts, you know, from the actual time, like old newspaper stories or like old photos, old video stuff. And so the fact that it's, it was just so fascinating to me that I am reading something that she wrote on that actual day, you know? Um, so, um, Christmas came around that year and, you know, I had just, my grandmother died in November, so Christmas comes around in December. Um, I'm sorry, I have a totally, I'm totally off by a year. I didn't ask for the journals right away. I'm trying to remember now because obviously I did not get the journal in 2018. I'm, my years are totally messed up, you guys. Let's see, 2017, 2018. Ugh, whatever. It's all water under the bridge, right? It's been long enough that I now can't remember exactly how the timing went. Regardless, last year at the end, maybe it was around the year anniversary of my grandmother's death. Maybe that's what it was. That sounds right. Yes, that's what it was. So again, Christmas comes around and I open up a box from my husband and it is 
the exact same diary journal. It is the, it's called the Standard Diary. Like that's the, I think that's the name of the company is Standard Diary. It says the same thing on the binding, on the bottom of the binding. And it's red. It's like ruby red. And it looks like a hymnal, actually. It has kind of that, like, you know, that hymnal, um, that, like, shimmery, like, kind of striated finish on it. Anyway, at the on the bottom of the spine, it says 374. It has the name of the, it has the, the year, and then it says, it has the numeral 374 on the bottom. So I have no idea what 374 stands for. But regardless, he found the journal, the exact journals that my grandmother had always bought and written in every year. And he bought me a five pack of my favorite pens, which are the RSVP fine point ball pens. And so I was like, oh my goodness, can I handle this? (laughs) Like, can I live up to the pressure to perform, you know? And so So I had until January 1st, obviously, to decide if I was going to be able to handle it because it's got the year stamped on it. It has 2019. It's not a blank journal. It has the year stamped on it. So you got to do it in that year or you have wasted it, you know, use it or lose it. And so um, I just I decided to go for it. So I've been now it's, you know, September. And so I've been journaling for three quarters of the year and going strong. And it is not, it's not easy. It is not easy to get into the habit. And you know what else? It's not easy. Like I'm trying to be true. Okay. So I mentioned, I never started a journal before because I was paralyzed with not knowing how to start, you know, like I didn't know how I wanted to finish or how I want, what I wanted the final product to be like. So I was having a hard time starting, but reading my grandma's 1959 journal gave me an idea. Okay. This is the format I need to follow because I need the format she followed is great. Like it's, it's so, it's just great. It's just perfect. Okay. And, and this is the format. She wrote exactly what happened that day. She did not put like, she didn't like, you know, opine about how she felt about the day necessarily. I mean, you get glimpses into you know, if she thought it was a good day or a bad day or whatever, but she literally just like, she just reports what they did that day and interspersed in there. Um, this is the stuff that I find super fascinating is like, um, in one, uh, shoved in one of them is the receipt for the car that they ordered. And it was like $1,200 or something. Um, in another place, I found a little note. It says train leaves Albert Lee for Los Angeles at 1.46 p.m., $7.81 fare. And it's just like on a scrap of paper. It's not a a true receipt or anything like that. So, and all through it, she tells like how much it costs for groceries, how much it costs, you know, to buy a suit from the tailor and that kind of stuff, which is just like I said, those historical details are so fascinating now, you know, so many years later. Good gracious. Another train. (laughs) What in the world? All right. So, so I resolved to follow grandma's format and I'm not, I don't know if I've been completely successful because truthfully, it's just really hard for me not to slip into storytelling mode because I did major in English and I did do a lot of writing in college. Um, 
I wouldn't say that any of it was very good, but it, I did a lot of it. And so I have, I definitely have a style that I struggle to not slip into, but grandma's format being so perfect really gives me something to strive for. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read grandma's j- journal entry right now. I have the, um, the 1960 journal that I've been reading through. And so I'm going to read you the January 1st, 1960 journal entry from my grandma. They were living in Linwood, California at the time. My grandpa was 24 years old. My grandma was 23 years old and my mom was three years old. All right. So here we go. Friday, January 1st, 1960, New Year's Day. That's what's printed on, on each page is printed the number day of the year. So like first day, second day, third day. And that's in one corner. And then in the other corner of the page, it says 365 days to follow or like, you know, and it counts down. And then it has the day's date in the middle of the page. And then if there's a holiday, it's got the holiday written like underneath the day's date. Okay, here we go. Friday, January 1st, 1960. Today began another new year. We have so much to be thankful for and the future looks so bright. We didn't get up until 8 o'clock this morning, then had breakfast. Dick shaved, showered, and shampooed while Reba played with her dishes. Dick had to clean off the back sidewalk right away this morning. Last night, on his way over to Vernon's, he bumped two empty milk bottles off the step and they shattered all over the sidewalk. What a mess. Mr. McLean came in to fix the garbage disposal. It was only stuck. He visited with us for a while and gave Reba a stick of gum. We drove over to Lakewood after lunch and watched the Rose Bowl game with the Ramses. Reba napped for about an hour and felt pretty good when she got up. We had supper at Ramses, then put the kids in the tub. Reba had a bubble bath with Karen, then she went to bed. We played caroms. I guess that's a game. I'm not sure. We played caroms, then watched television. We are home now, and Nubbin is in bed, coughing some tonight. Daddy and I are about to have a cup of tea, then we will go to bed. I mean, was that not perfect? She told just exactly how the day was, exactly what happened. Little details that you just, like, just enough detail to give you a window into the time period, you know, I mean, the milk bottles having to be cleaned up. Um, so, that was Friday, January 1st, 1960. Now what I'm going to do... <laughs> to compare is I'm going to read from my 2019 standard diary. Let me get to the page here. I should have put a bookmark in here. That would have been useful. Now I'm going to read Tuesday, January 1st, 2019, New Year's Day from my journal. And then you can see what I mean about how difficult, how perfect grandma's format was and how hard it is for me to stick to it. Today began another new year. We have so much to be thankful for and the future looks so bright. My grandma, 1960. I received this journal, which is an identical format to the journal my grandma kept for most of her adult life for Christmas from Chris. I hope I can keep it as well as my grandma did hers. We all slept in today, me the longest. 
We really stayed up late last night, so I was grateful to stay in bed past ten. Doubt that will happen again soon. The girls were itching right away to go ride their bikes again. Both of my older girls got beach cruisers, and the little sister got her first real bike, with a doll seat even. She's so tickled to ride like the big sisters. Chris loaded them up in his truck, and they stayed out for almost three hours on the paths at the park. Chris bought himself a new bike seat first. His old one was terribly uncomfortable. While they were gone, I got the bills paid, ordered my new phone, an iPhone 8, 64 gigabytes, and started taking off the ornaments on the tree. After they came home, we got the tree fully packed up and then set up the screen and projector and watched the sandlot. <laughs> like, <laughs> how much charm is lacking? <laughs> Today I ordered my iPhone 8, 64 gigabytes. <laughs> like, not charming, no charm. No charm in the 2019 version <laughs> of the Standard Diary. But... Like I said, reading grandma's, discovering grandma's journals and then reading grandma's journals and having the, they're even the exact same size. They're even the exact same weight. Like having these two journal, having my journal and having this form to go off of has been such a different sort of project for me. And I have enjoyed it so much. I took, uh, it's one thing that's funny about it is that it's really super cumbersome to travel with. And I wonder, of course, I mean, grandma didn't travel a lot. So that's, that's one thing that I haven't really noticed yet. But in this book, she does take, um, in 1960, she does go on a trip to visit her family. Um, they're living in Los Angeles here and then she goes on a trip. So she must have taken it with her. Um, so I have diligently taken it with me on our trips. I took it on our big trip out west and had to, like, contrive a special basket for it to keep it um, close at hand inside the camper, but also keep it safe while we were bumping down the road. So anyway, that is the story of how I started journaling, and I am only, I am less than one year into it. And I can tell you, like, flipping through... I was trying to decide what to do, like which, um, which journal entries to read because I thought, well, maybe I'll just like randomly flip through. And then I thought, no, no, I have to start at the beginning, you know, but flipping through my journal, I'm like flipping through here and I'm like, man, I'm not really, I don't really know if I would want my granddaughter to read this. <laughs> like I was sort of, I was being kind of complaining, you know, about this or that. And that's the thing about grandma's journals is there's, there's literally no complaining ever. Like no matter what kind of a day she had, there's no complaining, no whining, no griping, no venting. So it's quite an experience to read about. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this again. So, um, hopefully you enjoyed it, but this is something that, like I said, it's so fascinating to me to read a daily account of what life was like all those years ago. And so if you're interested, if, if that's interesting to you, you'll get a chance to hear some more of it. Also, I am loving, um, that I'm having people reach out to me and say, I can't wait for you to do one about this, or I want you to, I want you to tell me about this, or I enjoyed this story that you told the other day. Like really, I, I cannot overstate how much I enjoy hearing that feedback. So please, keep it coming. I even had one friend track me down on 
Marco Polo, which I loved. That was so fun to get a video message from her um, to tell me what when she was listening to the podcast and that kind of stuff. So as I have said before, <coughs> excuse me, you can email me oddlyadulting at gmail. You can Instagram me oddly adulting. I've got some followers now. I didn't look at what my last count was, but I got some followers. I'm trying to follow everybody back when they follow me. And, um, oh, I, (laughs) okay, I'll tell you this real quick and then I'll be done for tonight. Um, I started the Instagram account and I was like, okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta have some content. Like, what am I going to do? But, um, I mean, how, like, what kind of a picture am I really going to show? Right. I guess I could take a selfie in the closet studio in the carport studio, but I was scrolling through my phone trying to see if I could find just like a random picture that I'd taken, like something really random and odd. And I found a picture that I saved off of Instagram when my kids were playing on Instagram and sending, they, they'll get on Chris's phone and they'll send stuff to me from his Instagram account. (laughs) So I found a picture that I had saved of where one of them had taken a picture of him and then drawn like ridiculous hair and a hair bow, given him a hair bow and then like a tongue sticking out. And so I said, jokingly, we were sitting there, um, watching a show and I showed it to him and I said, Hey, I'm going to post this picture of you on my Instagram page for oddly adulting. And he said, okay. And then I did it. (laughs) And then I, I turned the thing around and I showed it to him and he goes, no, (laughs) like I thought he gave me, I thought he consented. He said, okay. So I just went with that. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) hopefully I can come up with some content. That'd be good. But anyway, all you have all of those different ways to get in touch with me. Also, if you're just my personal friend, you know, shoot me a text, you know, I'm always available on text. And there we have another train. So what is this? Has this been a five train night or a four train night? Hmm. It's not even Tuesday. All right. Well, that's pretty much the end of what I had to say today. And I'm just glad that you're here. If you're listening, thanks for playing along. If you made it all the way to the end of this, I love you. And Jesus says too. Bye. Kevin McLeod, winner, winner.